Welcome to Beyond Standards, your source for authentic discussions about the world of teaching. Get ready to explore challenges, share inspiring stories, and discover strategies that will empower you to make a lasting impact on your students. Here are your hosts, who are trying to master the fine art of maintaining their sanity while managing a classroom, Joe Rohrhoff and Jeff Bologna. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Beyond Standards podcast. I'm Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and fellow middle school teacher, Jeff. How are we doing, Jeff? Joe, it's good to be back. Thrilled to be back here uh, on our podcast, episode three. You know, it's been an exciting couple of days for us. We uh, we released our first episode, and the feedback that we're getting is, is pretty positive, um, to the point, I've got to do a special little shout out. Uh, we have uh, some fans out in California that are that listen to our podcast, listen to episode one. It's my godson. His name is Mateo. I told him I would say what's up to him on one of our episodes because he thinks it's crazy that his uncle Jay is uh, on a podcast that you can get on on their phones. So um, yeah, we I've I've gotten positive feedback, and I know you have as well, Joe. Um, you know, people telling us my favorite one is you guys sound uh, sound just like yourselves, which I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But I took that as a compliment. I was going to say I've been I've been told much worse things um, than that. So I'll take it. I'll take it if I don't sound, uh, you know, I, my, our goal is to sound like human beings and teachers and, and not like robots. So hopefully we come across as genuine because I really think we are. Uh, we're absolutely thrilled to be here today, and uh, it's the reason I'm thrilled is because of the topic today. And we started this episode, or we started this podcast, and our goal is to help teachers and, and inspire teachers. And today, our topic, what we're doing today, is we're going to talk about teachers that inspired us, and we're going to share some stories about some amazing teachers that have had a lasting impact on us. Uh, these are the teachers for for us that made us want to follow in their footsteps and and become teachers ourselves. And I'm just so excited here to share that. And, you know, hopefully our listeners can pick up some some tips, some advice. Maybe it'll jog some memories and remind them of who inspired them. Um, And I'm equally thrilled to be here today uh, because of the guests that we have coming on the show. And when when Jeff and I decided that this episode would center around the topic of putting a spotlight on inspiring teachers, I knew exactly who the perfect guest would be. This person's a fellow teacher who has an awesome story about a teacher that left a lasting impact on her. And I've had the privilege of hearing countless anecdotes over the years about the teacher that inspired her. And fun fact, we even share the same address. Uh, Without further ado, please join me in welcoming my wife, Jessica, to the show. Well, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. This is my official first podcast I've ever been on. So this is a new experience for me. I'm going outside my comfort zone a little bit, but I'm very excited to be here today. Jessica, if it makes you feel any better, this is only my right. third podcast I've ever been on. <laughs> uh, so so I've, I've got a one up on you. We're honored to have you here, Jessica, because uh, um, a fun fact, Jessica teaches in the same district that Joe and I teach in, and so she's elementary. And so when the kids come up, I always hear, oh, I had your wife. She's awesome. <laughs> you know, she's the cool one in the family. And yep. I, I, I know Jessica outside of work, and I can concur with those students that she's actually the cool one in that household, um, not Joe. Um, but again, Jessica, truly honored to have you here. Um, only hear great stories and great things about you. Um, you know, today, obviously, we're going to be we're going to be diving into those conversations about educators who 
impacted us, right? And um, I'm excited to hear your story. I'm excited to hear your story too, Joe. Um, this episode is dedicated to those teachers out there, you know, who went above and beyond. They did those little things. They built those relationships um, and taught us, you know, just beyond the standards per se, right? They went beyond the curriculum. Um, I know the teacher that I'm going to share my, my um, personal story about um, impacted my life just outside of the school walls, just everything I, I did in life um, was because of this individual. So um, I'm excited to hear your guys' story. And Jessica, I know you've got a lot to share, so I can't wait to hear what we have. And the way this will work, I will ask a question. Jessica's going to start. She's going to you know, start by introducing her teacher. And then, and then we're each going to share you know, the same thing and we'll go through a few questions, get some conversations going. And uh, that'll be it. So uh, first question, Jessica, we'll start with you. Could you just give us a, a brief introduction to your teacher? You know, uh, when did you have them? What were your first impressions? Anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the teacher I chose to spotlight today is Miss Judy Cavanaugh. Um, she was my high school ceramics teacher, and you know, she was kind of everyone's school school mom. You know, she was she was that teacher. Um, so kind of Jeff, what you were just mentioning, how it was outside the school walls that 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 was the biggest impact that that she had on me, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, they taught, like I said, ceramics, um, among other art classes in high school. I had Miss Kavanaugh for two years during high school for two different ceramics classes. That's awesome. And I had, I had the privilege of working, um, at that high school along, uh, Miss Kavanaugh, Miss Judy Kavanaugh at the end of her mm -hmm. career. And, um, the stories that you'll, you'll retell, I, I know the students that I had that went through her class would tell the same Absolutely. thing. The only, one thing I just remember about Mrs. Cavanaugh was she loved the color pink. Yes, her she did. Oh, everywhere. yes. Yes, she did. Jeff, how about you? Why don't you introduce your teacher? Sure. Um, my teacher that I'm going to talk about in Spotlight was my uh, Algebra 2 teacher in high school. His name was Tom Fritz. Unfortunately, uh, Mr. Fritz passed away two years ago. Uh, actually in October. So two years ago, we lost him. But uh, more than that, he was a coach. He was my uh, wrestling coach for four years at uh, the high school I went to. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, math was never my strong suit. Um, I'm an English teacher and I, I don't do math, but he made math fun. But it was more the life lessons. And I think um, when, when Mr. Fritz passed away, we did like a little memorial at a, a local bar. And there were hundreds of hundreds of st students that had Fritz from that were you know, in their fifties, mid fifties that had him. Um, and we would all tell the same stories and, you know, we would all share the same lessons that we learned. And he, you know, he, he, it was just unbelievable. Um, and he literally was the, he's the reason why I did become a teacher and a coach, um, was because of him. So that's who I would uh, like to spotlight is Tom Fritz. My teacher, the teacher that inspired me is Mr. Chris Cronin. Everyone just called him Cronin. So that's probably how I'll refer to him on here. But, uh, I had Cronin my ninth grade year. And I actually had him all four years. He was my seminar teacher. But I remember getting my schedule for ninth grade, you know, first year of high school, you're nervous going in. And I had Mr. Cronin two hours in a row, one, one hour for English nine and then again for seminar. And he was that teacher that you knew going in. He had my brother and, you know, he brought that up the first day. It, it, Mr. Cronin was the, the coolest teacher at NHS. And it was just such an honor to have him. And I just remember getting into his classroom and having like a super – laid back, laid back atmosphere. Uh, it was, you know, just awesome to be in, in his class. 
I got to say, though, Cronin and Cavs had some competition between each other for being the coolest teacher because I would fight and say that Cavs definitely was. Their their careers overlapped quite a bit. And, you know, if if anyone had either of them on their schedule, they they were considered considered themselves very lucky. And and the crazy thing is, Joe, you and I were talking when we were doing some show prep earlier today. And uh, I was I asked, you know, should it be a teacher I had in school or my mentor teacher when I was a young teacher, brand new out of college? And because the person I was going to pick to talk about was Cronin because <laughs> he was my mentor teacher when I when I was brand new right out of college. And, you know, I always joked with him, like, if I'm half the teacher you are, then I had a successful career. So um, I'll be interested to hear about how he was, um, you know, as a teacher with you, uh, Joe, because I know how he was as a colleague. Yeah, no, he was an amazing guy, and so many people have nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, Moving along, uh, memorable teaching moments. Can you think of of any, I don't know, it can be specific or it can be general, but any time that uh, this teacher really inspired you with a lesson? Yeah, so I can go first on that one. Um, So first of all, I got to mention that Mrs. Cavanaugh, we'll call her Cavs, um, she always had her dog in her classroom. This is during the time where you could, you know, bring your dog in as a teacher and nobody was going to say anything. Um, so that was a really great way to just create this like calm, homey type environment, um, which so many kids just loved having that, that dog in that classroom. Um, so it's nice to see, you know, now they're bringing back therapy dogs into the schools, which is wonderful. Um, but you just always knew that the calves would have, have her sweet little yellow lab there with her. Um, but she would just create these lessons, uh, um, ceramics lessons, clay projects that, that the kids, like we had input on what lessons we wanted to do. You know, she gave us so much choice and this was, you know, 20 plus years ago when maybe that wasn't such a normal thing um, to give a lot of choice in the art classroom. Um, But I remember her just giving um, lots of choice, lots of options. She would talk you through any issues you might be having. Um, You know, she would talk you through aesthetics, what colors you were going to use, what textures you were going to create. So it wasn't just one specific lesson for me. It was just like the way she taught and the way she gave us so much voice and choice. That's awesome. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, mine. It's funny that that uh, we're talking about this because at dinner tonight, my wife and I and, and my three kids, we were sitting around and my wife also had Fritz um, as an algebra in algebra two in high school as well. And we, my son, who's a junior now, um, we were talking about the quadratic equation because I was talking about how I don't remember anything from math <laughs> except for Pythagorean's uh-huh. theorem and the quadratic equation. And my wife and I both started singing the quadratic equation to the Notre Dame fight song because that's what Fritz, how Fritz taught us to remember it. You sing it to the Notre Dame fight song. And my son was like, no, you sing it to a nursery rhyme. And my wife, I was like, you were crazy. No, you don't. You sing it to the Notre Dame fight song. And here I am, you know, I'm 44. I had him, you know, 30 years ago and I can still tell you what the quadratic equation is. I haven't used it since his <laughs> class probably. Shocking. Um, but I know, right. Um, but I, I joked, I joked at lunch. I said, Fritz is spinning over in his grave right now because you're singing it to a nursery rhyme and not the Notre Dame fight song. I mean, we would literally sing it in class. We would, you know, we would stand up and chant mm-hmm. it and yell it. Um, and here I am now, I'm 44, and I can still tell you what that equation is. I don't know what it means. I don't know how to use it. But you can um, sing that song. Mrs. Weber or Mr. Chabot is listening, our math teacher <laughs> friends, they're probably going to be so disappointed in me. I have no idea what it does, but I can tell you what the equation is because- Fritz taught us that. And it, it was just, you know, and he, he made his classes fun, right? You know, like 
he was crazy, but when it got down to it, he cared so much about the kids and it's just like calves. I know, mm-hmm. I know calves and I know yeah. Cronin um, on a personal level. It's the same thing, you know, and, and I, I think we're going to start to see common themes in all three mm-hmm. of these. these yeah. Teachers, right? I mean, I, I was just going to echo what basically what the two of you said. Uh, one thing that stood out with Mr. Cronin was his passion for the subject. Mm-hmm. I can tell you a specific thing. I remember some of the books we read, but I remember Mr. Cronin was so passionate about anything that he taught, which was just such a pleasure to be in his class. And I'm not an English guy. I didn't love English class through high school, but I remember so many class discussions in his, in his room about these books. And he, you mentioned how Miss Cavs kind of let the students run the classroom. His room was kind of the same way in the sense that he let students lead the discussions and, and he kind of helped guide us along the way, but he gave us ownership of that. And, you know, he allowed us to, to take on that role of kind of getting the classroom going ourselves. So it was moving along, talking about support and encouragement. Uh, can you think of ways that this teacher supported and encouraged your growth as, as a student? Or maybe not as a student, as a person. Yeah, I was going to say, mine, mine, I mean, she obviously supported me so much through class, you know, with projects that we did. But her biggest support was when I became a teacher and I went, she was actually retiring um, mid-year and I was going for her, I wanted to take over her job. Like, I was like, I want to be the next Cavs, you know. She was like leaving some big shoes to fill. Um, and so she coached me through, you know, um, getting prepared for the interview and just really giving me that emotional background support that I really needed. Cause this, this was a huge leap for me. I was interviewing for a position at the high school and my whole career before that was in the elementary classroom. So it was going to be a huge change, a huge leap of faith on um, my part, you know, out of my comfort zone. Um, and she, she coached me through it and, um, I did not get the position, which looking back on it, I think things happen for a reason and I'm where I'm supposed to be. I really do believe that. Um, but she was absolutely just amazingly supportive through the entire process. And, you know, we've stayed in touch through social media um, ever, ever since I left high school. But certainly in the past, you know, 10 years or so as I've become an adult and an educator. And um, she's just she's always still always there. I can reach out at any time and she's always there. Jeff, I'm sure yours is going to be pretty similar. <laughs> well, you know, it's actually it's interesting for me. Um, the reason I became a teacher was because of Fritz. Um, I, when I graduated high school or I'm sorry, graduated college, I didn't, uh, I didn't go into education. I went into journalism. Um, and I, I worked for eight months on radio, believe it or not. That's um, why you sound so natural it, here. <laughs> right. I know. Such a pro, right? such a uh-huh. pro, such, such, such a pro. It's cause I went to school for this so many yeah. years ago, but I, um, when I, I, I left my position and I moved home and I, I was kind of, you know, my, my whole, everything was in limbo. You know, I, I, had a serious girlfriend that I hoped to to marry at some point, and I didn't know if I wanted to stay in journalism because there's not much money or future in that. And so I got in contact with Fritz and then my other wrestling coach, Huss, Brad Huss, and I just said, hey, I'm home for the winter. You know, do you need help? And they were like, hey, why don't you come help coach, us, coach the JV wrestling team? At, this was at Novi High School. And um, I said, sure, right? I was working at like Best Buy or something just to in the meantime. And I went there and I just, just watching him coach and watching him interact with kids and, you know, and he had been doing it for 40 years and he still had, I mean, he had more energy than, you know, right out of college coaches and teachers. 
And so I, I pulled him aside one time. I said, Fritz, this is what I want to do. I want to coach. I want to be just like you. And he's like, well, then, he, you know, he guided me. He said, here, you need to do this. And this is, you know, go to this program. You know, it's two years. You can get your teaching certificate, you know, come back and coach with us. And, you know, he literally is, is the reason, the reason I became a teacher is because of this guy. And, um, you know, I didn't go into math because, but that was, you know, because, <laughs> I'm not a numbers <laughs> guy. I just want to win the lottery and then I can worry about numbers right. that way. You could be singing that Notre Dame fight yeah. song still yeah, if you would have right. gone into Trust math, me. man. I, I, right. I do know that. I know. Yeah. And in terms of you both mentioned stuff outside of the classroom mm -hmm. and that's Corona and like with me, the way he supported me and encouraged me, we had sports in common. He's, he's coached just about every sport, but he was a, uh, not a football coach, but he was a football guy and a, and a basketball guy. He did coach some basketball. He coached track cross country. And in, you know, I played football and basketball and whatever, it didn't matter. I knew him all four years. It didn't matter if I was on the, the freshman team, the JV team, the varsity team. Cronin would always ask about my game. He would come to my game if he was available. He would, you know, know or hear like, Hey, I, I heard you did this really well. Or, you know, if it was a tough loss, he, he would be there to talk about it. And he just always was there to support you. And, and he knew what was going on in your life. He didn't, you know, he, it didn't matter what you were interested in. Yeah, we were both sports guys, but it, it didn't matter what you were interested in. Cronin always found a way to connect with you. And, and, and I know watching Chris coach and teach to Joe, it was genuine, right? He was, it wasn't, you know, that fake front, like, Oh, how was the football game, Joe? No, he actually, he literally, you know, he cared about it, every one of his students when he was teaching and coaching. That's a great point. Yeah. And that's a good transition into our next question. Life lessons. Can you think of a, a life lesson that, that you learned? Yeah. So, uh, Cavs, she didn't even have to say it. It was just like the, the, her, you know, her style and the way she ran her classroom, but also just the way she is as a person is she's accepting of everyone, right? She's, she always puts her students first. She always put relationships first. She didn't care if you didn't finish a project on time or whatever. She would want to know why, what's going on in your life? Are you okay? So she, I, I carry that with me, just that, that always thinking of her, like, you know, is, are you okay today? What do you need from me? What kind of um, emotional support or, you know, just encouragement do you need to help you through your day? Um, so she was, you know, huge with relationships. Um, she had kids in her classroom for, from everywhere. She had the athletes, she had the band kids, she had, you know, the mathletes, um, all just all from different areas of the school. And everybody wanted to be in her classroom because they knew they would be accepted and supported. And so I, I really, continue to carry that with me and, and remember how she taught me that so many years ago. Yeah. That's such an important thing. Jeff, how about you? That's awesome, Jessica. That's, you know, um, mine, I, as, as we're going through this, I, I, you know, I, I wish Fritz was still around mm -hmm. so he could listen yeah. to this as I'm, as yeah. I, you know, spewing all these things about him, but no, you know, uh, coach Fritz, his thing was, um, there, there was two lessons that, that I still to the day. And when I started my coaching career, a lot of the, we used to call them Fritzisms, right? And it was a lot of these things that he would tell us, and you know, he would give us life lessons about excuses and about trying your best. And but the the two that stood out to me, one specifically, and Jessica, you'll appreciate mm -hmm. this one. 
It was about um, respecting your mm. parents. He would teach his athletes to respect his mm-hmm. their parents. And um, the biggest one was he'll never I'll never forget it. He'll say, "Don't ever talk bad about your mother in front of me. The mother, your mother is the most important person in your life." And someone would always come back, "Well, what about my dad?" And they would say, "Well, your dad didn't give birth right. to you. Your mom right. did. Your mom <laughs> is the most important person in your life." And I took. I mean, when I started coaching um, with my own children, it's like if you ever talk you know, disrespect your, you know, my wife, your mom or anybody, we don't do that. Right. And so it was all about respect. And then he always stood up for the, um, the students that, you know, kind of fell through the cracks. Right. Um, one story that stands out, if, if you don't mind me sharing, there was a special needs student who was getting bullied and this was back in the nineties. And, um, he was literally getting swirlies in the bathroom, this kid. And, That's horrible. um, right. So Fritz walked in there and, and saw this happening and so he pulled this kid, this kid's name, um, I'll use Alan, we'll just say. And uh, he said, Alan, next time someone does that, you, you kick them right between the legs as hard as you can. That's right? amazing. So what do you think? So what do you think happened like a week later? Yes. Alan yes. kicks these kids. Yes. Shot, shot to the nuts. So, yes. Right. And he goes to the office and the, and he, the first thing out of his mouth is Fritz told yep. me to do that. <laughs> so, so Fritz gets in trouble, yep. right? Because you told him and, and Alan's dad, you know, he went into that office with, you know, with an attorney and was like, if Coach Fritz gets in trouble for this, everybody else in this building is going to get in trouble because the only person who stood up for my yep. son was Coach yep. Fritz. And that, you know, looking after those special needs students, looking after those students who, you know, who have fallen through the cracks and things like that, or, or, you know, they're not your quote unquote popular kids. Man, he loved everybody. He didn't mm-hmm. care. You know, he didn't care. You were you were one of his students or one of his athletes, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were a starter. It didn't matter if you were failing his class. You were one of his kids, and he would do anything for you. He'd run through a wall for you. I mean, that's incredible to hear. The thing that all three of these teachers obviously have in common is they're just good human beings. They are good people. Yeah. Uh, and what stuck out for, you know, with Cronin for me, I, I, I had two things written down also. The first one I already touched on, it's just to take an interest in other people's mm-hmm. lives. And I've done that, not just in the classroom, but outside the classroom as well. And it, it, risks, it helps you build relationships so much. But the second one I have is to have high standards, not just for your students, but also for yourself. Cronin, I, I talked about him being this laid back teacher, but he always had such high standards for you. Like just because he was laid back didn't mean like if, if I did poorly on a test, he was going to call me out on it. He'd pull me aside and you know, make sure I was okay. But hey, like I know you can do better than this. And he would not let me get away with anything that was less than my, than my best. And I've carried that lesson with me in everything that I do. And I try to hold my students to that same standard. And yeah, if a kid does not, if a kid's not living up to their potential, you always got to find out why and help that kid get to his potential. And Cronin was always so good at that, so good at, at getting kids up to their potential. Joe, I've worked next to you now for 11 years, and I've always said you're the pro's pro, and I know that's where you got it from, right? You're, yeah. You, you, I'll you, give Cronin you can, credit for you, that. You can be laid back, but you are you're, you have high standards for yourself and your students. Yep. And I, I, I mean, I witness it every day. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, move, moving on. 
what influence did this teacher have on your career decision? You know, all three of us are teachers, so right. obviously they played a big role. But any specific stories to share related to that? Yeah. So I, when I went to school, I'm Jeff is connected. Same thing as you. I didn't go to school to become a teacher. I didn't go to college in education. Um, I actually went to school to become an interior designer, which you know, still creative, still in the arts, but in a different way. And after about a year of that, I just knew that's not really what I wanted to do. You know, I liked it as a hobby, but I didn't feel like I wanted to do that for my career choice. So um, at that time, I reached out to Cavs. Um, you know, I was 19 years old and had just taken a year of college and wasn't really sure what I was doing. And, you know, she's like, you love art. You love people. You're, you, you, you're good with people. Um, like, why don't you give it a shot? Like, get into education and see, see where it takes you. Um, so she really, you know, influenced me a lot because I was really confused and unsure of what I was going to be doing at that time. So she, you know, really talked me through it and she said, you know, hey, I think this would be a great fit. Um, so here I am, you know, what year is this? 18, year 18, um, you know, as an art teacher. And she definitely had a huge influence on that choice. Well, Jessica, yeah. the students in our district are lucky to have you. Uh, well, thank you. So, yeah, Jeff's being really job. nice today. I know. Yeah. I'm Cap like, wow, <laughs> I'm ready to. Well, Joe. <sighs> Jessica, as you know, I have to teach sixth grade yes. this year, so like yeah. I've I've I turn on the charm when I need. <laughs> I heard to, you're really right? nice. This is the to softer the side, graders. the softer side of Jeff Bologna. I have loved up on him. I've I've told Jessica yep. that you know Jeff is a different person in front of those yep. sixth graders. He's always such an ass to everyone else. Yeah, but the sixth graders they're like because they piss me off, man. Six, <laughs> these kids the piss sixth me graders off. are such babies. You got to give them a minute. Oh, they're got to give them a minute yeah. to get adjusted to middle school before you're mean. Well, I'm 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 glad I'm glad Cavs steered you in that direction. Yeah. Because we're lucky to we're Thank lucky you. to have you at the, where we teach. I've already I've already shared mine, Joe. You know, the only reason I am a teacher is because of him. Yeah, That's and it. I've pretty much said the same thing. I mean, Cronin Cronin influenced me to become a teacher and a coach as well, just because I saw the impact the impact that he had. What about today? I, I I know Jeff, you've already mentioned that that Fritz is no longer with us, but Jessica, how about you? Is, do you still connect with Cavs today? I know you, I know you still talk with her. Talk about your relationship today. Yeah, so we're mostly connected through social media. Um, you know, we every once in a while just chat about education and you know what's going on because she retired a few years ago. Um, so she's been out of the education game for quite quite a few years. Um, you know, and it's changed a lot in those few years. So we just keep in touch through through mainly social media, but we both also have. A big love for Labrador Retriever dogs. So every time one of us gets a new puppy, <laughs> we're always sharing what we, you know, the new puppy and and all the progress with that. So she was definitely, you know, like I said earlier, that that school mom, and she always called us her kids. And she still reaches. I mean, I know dozens of people that had her in high school that are still connected with her, um, you know, over the years. So that's that's pretty. It, that says a lot when people from 20, 25 years ago still want to be a part of your life and want to connect with you. It's a pretty cool feeling. Yeah. And, and Cronin's the same way. Uh, I just went to a hall of fame, mm -hmm. uh, Northville athletics hall of fame induction a few days ago. Uh, one of my, one of my good friends was being inducted, but Cronin was also being inducted and he, he wasn't there because he's on a trip over in Europe, but uh, just, he, he had a nice video and him and I still talk, talk occasionally on social media and I know he's a guy that if I needed something I could always go to mm -hmm. and you know he's still involved in Northville Athletics so I know I'll still see him around 
And it's every time I do, it's just such a pleasure, such a pleasure to see him. You know, I, um, I kept a, I kept close relationship with Fritz, you know, up until, you know, his last, his last Mm -hmm. times. But, um, the biggest thing for me was the first time going out with him as an adult and him telling me, call me Tom, don't call me Mr. (laughs) Fritz. And I was like, what, you know? And then, you know, and it's like, I I can't do that. You know, he's like, he's like, we're adults now. We coach together. We Mm -hmm. work together. We're we're going to have a beer, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're going to sit out on his back patio and and have drinks in the summer. He's like, you can't call me Mr. Fritz. And I was like, uh, can I just call you coach? And he's like, coach would be fine. I'm like, all right. Cause I'm not calling you Tom, you know? Yeah. Um, but he had such, you know, my relationship with him was, was, such that like when my oldest son was born after I called all my, you know, my family and stuff, he was the first person I called and just was like, it's a boy, Mr. Fritz, oh, that's awesome. you know, and, and, uh, like he was one of the first people I called, you know, right after, you know, calling my family. And so that was, cause I felt like it was important to, t- you know, to share with him that, you know, that I was a dad now and which is crazy, but, um, yeah, you know, I just, I just hope he's, uh, up there listening to listening to us or you know and having a beer right now and and hopefully he's proud of the teacher i've become who knows but i you know i try to i try to make him proud every day well i i know he would be if he saw it you know he's looking down like you said on you with your students and i know he'd be proud of at least the way you treat your sixth graders (laughs) Um, now jeff is is like All his students absolutely love him and he's amazing, but he can be a jerk to them sometimes. For those of you listening out there in listener land, I'm not that big of a jerk. All right. I don't I, know. I witnessed a little He's bit. not. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. He, he <laughs> likes, he, Jeff likes to dish it out to everybody. So we got to give it back to him occasionally. But, uh, I don't no, take it very is, well. No. Do, do I? He, do, yeah. yeah that's well. why, that's why people <laughs> like to give it to him because he gets very defensive anytime yeah. you say, uh, as he immediately went to defend himself. Right. A minute ago. <laughs> Um, just a couple more, we'll, we'll get this wrapped up, but any like words of gratitude or appreciation and, and I'll go first with this one. I haven't gone first yet and, and I'll keep it short and sweet. Just a thank you, Mr. Cronin. Thank you for helping influence me to become the person that I am today. And th- the way that I hear your fr- former students talk about you is, is the way that I hope my former students talk about me. Wow, you just like took all the good words Jeez. there, man. That's why I wanted to go first. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be a middle. We'll be middle school students. Be like, oh, what yeah, he said. Um, <laughs> that's what that's I was what gonna I was say. Gonna say. <laughs> no, I just don't think thank you is you know that's just not big enough um, for for what Cavs has has done for me, but also for what she's done for hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of other students over the course of her career. Um, she's just has that lasting impact and I know I appreciate it. And I know so many other people appreciate her as well. So thank you. I wish I could give you more words than that, but just, just know it comes from a lot of grateful hearts. I just know I'd like to have one more beer with them. Yeah. That's all. Just have one yeah. more drink. But you know, like what you said, Joe, I hope maybe 10, 15 years down the line, someone is thinking about a, a teacher that impacted them and it, you know, it could be Jessica, it could be you, mm-hmm. or it could be me. Um, I hope, you know, that's just kind of, kind of my, my, my goal is, you know, maybe one, one, one kid who can look back and be like, that dude changed my life. Right? Yeah. So, but what advice would you give these new teachers based on what you've learned from your mentor? Mine would be take, take an active role in your students' lives. Um, not just making, not, you know, think of them not as just someone sitting in your, in your seating chart, um, in another assignment that you have to grade, but, you know, 
if you have a student who you know is um, a gymnast and they were gone on Friday because they were at a gymnastics meet, hey, maybe send them an email. Hey, how'd it go? Or Monday morning, make sure you seek that student out and ask them. Um, because those, I think those little relationships go a long, long way to building the trust and building that that feeling of welcome. And, you know, it could be somebody who's, you know, it doesn't have to be an athlete, anything, yeah. right? I had a I had a student today give me a flyer for a, a play she's in and uh, it's this week. And unfortunately I was like, you got to give me more than, you know, a three day <laughs> heads up, but you know, things like that, like I'm trying to make time and squeeze it in to go watch her perform. Cause that's something she's passionate about, but you know, getting past the idea of that they're just a student in your classroom mm-hmm. because they're, you know, everybody has backstories and they, and has home lives and, you know, take an active role in that. Yeah. And just could kind of tag on to what you were saying just about relationship building, you know, that in the end, that is the most important thing. Um, set aside your curriculum for a minute, grading, whatever, all that stuff, like building those relationships with your students is that's going to, that's going to create that lasting, meaningful impact. And I'm lucky enough that I live in this community that I teach in. Um, my school is literally four minutes away from my house and I live in the same neighborhood as a ton of my students. So I get to see my students outside of the school building a lot, which, um, you know, as I feel really helps promote our relationship building because I'm seeing them out in the community. I'm seeing them downtown. I'm seeing them at sporting events, you know, I'm seeing them in the grocery store and for them to kind of see that, Oh, she's not just a teacher. She doesn't stay at school. She, she's out there doing her thing and like out in the community. And, um, she's part of our lives, not only at school, but outside of school, just that, you know, those connections and relationship building will last a long time. Yeah. And I'll just echo that, you know, get to know your students. I'm not going to, I couldn't put anything on top of what you guys said. You did a really good job talking about that. But the one other piece of advice I'd throw out there, I mentioned earlier, is just have high expectations for your students and don't let them settle for less than their best. And when they are not reaching their best then find a way find a way to connect with them and and help them get there, get them to where they need to be. Uh, That wraps it up for me. Any other thoughts, any other, anything else you two want to share? Um, The only thing I was thinking about was that it's, it's never too late to reach out. You know, if, if that teacher that you're, you are thinking of as you're listening to this podcast, um, if they're still with us, it's never too late to reach out. Um, You know, social media, snail mail, give her a phone call, whatever it is, reach out and just, give them a big thank you because that will go a long way. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I would like to give a special thank you to our guests, Jessica. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. It was a really fun experience talking to everyone today. All right. And I also want to thank the the three teachers that we talked about today for having such, such an impact on us. Uh, Mr. Cronin, Ms. Kavanaugh, and, and Mr. Fritz uh, were just amazing people, and I think we could all learn a lot from them. Uh, and please do me a favor and like, subscribe uh, on Spotify. We're on iTunes, and we're trying to get out there to as many places as we possibly can. So if you're looking for us and can't find us, let us know. And, and join us next week where we are going to be talking about what teachers do when they're gone. We're going to have a guest on our show that is a guest teacher, a substitute teacher. And we're going to talk about you know all, all the things that we can do to prepare for that. And, of course, here's some funny sub stories. This is Joe and Jeff signing off, reminding you to keep going above and beyond those standards because you may not make a lot of money, but you do make a difference.